Jaron Solomon from Solomon Brothers Jewelers here to tell you why our customers are like family. Take it from Eduardo, who said we have a great selection, competitive prices, and outstanding service. Or Ashley, who said my fiance and I had the best experience at Solomon Brothers. Our customers trust us to help pull off the perfect proposal or jaw-dropping anniversary surprises. When you visit us, we want to make sure you feel like Amanda, who says we will definitely be back for any jewelry needs. Visit Solomon Brothers Jewelers in Buckhead or Alpharetta online at SolomonBrothers.com. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we are back talking with My Hero Academia. We wanted ramifications. We're getting all of that. We're going to talk about that and much more right after these ads we have no control over. Jaron Solomon here from Solomon Brothers Jewelers, and all month long, we're helping you clean out your jewelry box, bring in your watches, gold jewelry, gold coins, or diamonds, and turn it into cash. If you have jewelry pieces you aren't ready to part with, our jewelers can help you recreate it into a custom piece you will love and wear. No matter the reason it's been sitting around, bring it to Solomon Brothers for a cash offer or an upgrade. For more details on our jewelry and diamond buybacks or upgrades, visit us at Solomon Brothers in Buckhead or Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation, and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhara Lee. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And coming in out of order is Andrew Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we have some exciting, frustrating anime news. We have learned that Attack on Titan is coming back in March. What is it? March 2nd? March 3rd? March 3rd. March 3rd. And once more, they've decided to split this final season that has been carried on over three years now. I'm excited for this to be over. I wish they would quit prolonging it. How are you guys feeling about this? Yeah, I think I said it best in our our show like message group. Final season, my ass. Mappa, <laughs> I love you, but I also hate you. Yep, Mappa got signed on to do one season of a show and said, how long can we make this contract last? That's literally what that was. It's like, final season, part three, part one of question mark question mark question mark like we don't know how many things are going to happen at this point we still don't even know if this final part three is actually the final part or not like they've said they're splitting the third part into two parts but there could be a fourth part for all we know could be a fifth part and a movie It's just yeah. going to be like a Bollywood drama of just seeing like everyone's faces over and over again every time it's a shocking thing for half an hour every week. Mm. I, ugh, God, just let it be over. Like You have four other projects that you're doing a fantastic job at. You got Jujutsu Kaisen and you're doing One Punch Man. Chainsaw Man was success. Like, quit spreading this so thin. Just let it be over. I've been watching this since 2012. Just let it be over. <laughs> I'm done. Just destroy everything already. <laughs> Uh, yeah because that's the craziest thing is like where it even goes from here i i I don't know but uh. yeah all right scoots you were telling me off air that you were doing a little bit of a binge lately so tell us what we got on the docket for vox machina yes at the time of this recording vox machina season two will premiere tomorrow january 20th on prime video 
And I did binge season one. Uh, I've been promising to do it for a really long time, but finally sat down and watched it. And I fully get it. I, I totally get it. What a great show. What great characters. Uh, very excited for season two. I hope we have an opportunity to discuss it on the show in some fashion because it definitely deserves all the love, all the accolades it's been getting. Do we know if that's weekly or the whole season's dropping? I think they're dropping it in uh, three three at a time. Three at a time for like four weeks or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon gets weird with that. That makes it it easier for us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does it? Yeah, because we can talk like in a whole bunch instead of like... Yeah, depending on how they... Weekly thing, you know? Hopefully they divvy up the episodes to where they're like nice little like mini arcs because like thinking back on season one like the first two episodes were the only ones that felt like they kind of existed outside of what Mm -hmm. was the rest of like a pretty connected arc there yeah i'm i'm only halfway through but i do recall that we'll figure it out as we go but i think we can agree that we all love the show enough that it's definitely going to get its it's it's going to get its love from us Oh, yeah. It's too much fun not to have something somewhere uh, on air. Scan a tan! (laughs) Uh, The best spell. The best spell is the giant hand. It's so good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. All right. So feel free to fill in the gaps for me on this one. But apparently the Crunchyroll Anime Awards are happening from January 19th to the 25th. And we can vote on the, the anime that we feel deserve. What's the word? Accolades? Accolades, yeah, that works. Yeah, it deserves accolades on Crunchyroll.com. And you can vote once per day until January 25th. Oh my, there's a lot of categories, though. Um, oh. Have either of you looked at this yet? No, give us some highlights. Yeah. I'm just going to rattle them off. Anime of the Year, Best Original Anime, Best Character Design, Best Animation, Best New Series, Best Continuing Series, Best Opening Sequence, Best Ending Sequence, Best Score, Best Film, Best Anime Song, Best Director, Best Main Character, Best Supporting Character, must protect at all cost character best action <laughs> best comedy best drama best fantasy best romance best voice artist performance japanese and english okay i feel like my eyes kind of glazed over and it was like one of those scenes out of my hero academia where azuku like goes on like a tangent like gets really into something <laughs> yeah i uh, am just amazed that you can do all of these daily like when i open yeah. it up i'm like oh i have to vote for all of these once that's fine but Oh, no, this best new series is definitely going to Spy Family for me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these that like. There's just so many options. I'm curious. Is it okay? It's multiple choice. It is at least multiple choice because I'm like, how do I like pick anything out of this entire year? So everything it looks at least like it has options. So we'll have to remember to do that uh, every day. Yeah. So yeah, show your anime some love and go to Crunchyroll.com to vote. Do it once. Do it every day until the 25th. It's up to you. Yeah, and shout out um, to friend of the show BVK Brian V Klein of Source Pages for bringing this one to our attention. Who at this very moment is watching the dubs of My Hero and messaging me like all of his shocking responses, and I'm just like, <laughs> yes, enjoy. <laughs> at least he gets to binge it where we have to wait every week. But it's funny just kind of like reading the stuff as we're recording. Mm. Um. When when he sent the uh, one of the big reveals, I just sent Anya 
shocked. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, what a big reveal that I did not know about for four weeks now. A <laughs> uh, quick fun update on there's a show called Bo Fury. It does one of the, the isekai anime. And a friend tells the main character to sign up for like their VR game. And she's scared to get hurt because you can like kind of feel it. So she only ups her defense stats, which opens up like like the game just starts getting crazy. It's a really funny. It's a really great comedy anime. Season two of it came out this week. It's one that I watched with my roommate. So if you guys are in the mood for some good laughs, both Fury season two is available on Crunchyroll and Hulu if you prefer to watch it there. The last bit of stuff we have on the docket, I feel like Andrew put in this. So tell us about Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs> about this. It, oh, it was a great announcement. Phineas and Ferb got an order for two new seasons, 40 episodes total. Uh, Dan Pavenmeyer himself, whom most of you will know as the voice of Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Uh, he was the one that got to do this announcement. He's a creator of the show. And the announcement's just super fun. I posted it. Uh, go look at his page uh, if you're curious. He also posts a ton of fun stuff where he does voiceovers of Dr. Doofenshmirtz, including, I think he sung a couple like pop songs, which it's just really weird to get, but so bow, much fun. Wow, wow. That's what my baby said. Wow, wow. <laughs> we obviously have weird. fans in the audience. Well, no, <laughs> well, like, as I saw it, I sent it to Melissa and I was like, I know you're just as hyped about this as I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, honestly, this show is near and dear to me because this show definitely created like a generation of engineers in the same way that like Mythbusters also created a generation of engineers because it just it's telling the story of these kids that get very into engineering and science. So like, I love it because I know kids that like went into the science fields because of the show. So there is definitely a soft spot in my heart, but also it's so much fun. So I'm just happy to have it back. Like, I don't care that it's a disney kids show i'm still gonna be sitting down to watch it like let's go <laughs> so i just realized i watched this show with my sister all the time she is the same age as you and she went for biomedical engineering bingo <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah interesting i've never seen an episode but i do recognize perry the platypus just because it was that <laughs> like in the zeitgeist at the time but uh, i'm not knocking it for being a disney show i definitely watched kim possible uh, that's the one that's coming to mind right now because i think the animation styles are kind of similar but uh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. glad to see a show that was so popular and inspired a generation coming back good times i don't know if there's any legitimacy to this but i was looking at a rumor today that the creator of uh Powder Puff Girls and Power, Foster's Power Home. Puffs, Excuse not me. Powder. Powder Puff I, Girls. I, I heard and I had to correct you. That's Powder Puff football you're thinking of. <laughs> For some reason, I always switch back and forth, and I can never like truly remember which one it is. Yeah. So Power Puff Girls and um, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends has been like teasing like new seasons. Mm. So it's interesting how this stuff is coming back. Um, but as, I mean, as long as it's holding the the energy of the original stuff. I'm perfectly fine with it because that stuff was just gold. Mm. It was me. I created the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar uh. Spice and Zeusman's pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for our news. Um, not so much in, in a minute, but in this time of surgery recovery, the only show that I've really had the energy to binge through has been Black Clover. 
Yeah. Uh, the reason that I, I threw this one up on the list above um, Hunter Hunter and some other stuff that I had was because the movie is coming out in March. Mm. And with what I've seen, like this is basically Naruto with magic. Yep, that, that's pretty much in it. regards to like the energy of the characters and the dialogue and the plot and the fact that the exact same studio does it. But I'm perfectly okay with it because, as I've mentioned, Naruto is my favorite anime of all time, and this one has been super fun to watch. Mm. Um, and like once you once we hit like the first main fight scene, let's just go 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 from there. Like it's action with stuff that just keeps popping up to make the situation worse to like one episode to recoup. And then it just goes right back into it. Like, it's really cool. The animation's fantastic. The characters are hilarious and I'm, I'm very excited to see a movie on this. So I definitely want to do a whole episode. Like once I'm caught up, just kind of like talking about everything and the excitement of the movie. But if anybody else is a black Clover fan, like we'd love to hear from you on that because it's it's been a good binge. Okay, this is a a good segue. Uh, unless Andrew, I know you have thoughts on Black Clover. Do you want to say anything to Zuhair about his just newfound fandom? In the background I, yeah. I was about to say I'm just getting and excited because yeah. I knew Zuhair would like it because okay. like the minute I watched it, I'm like, this is just another Naruto. It's the same idea, but different. But like, you like it, the animation, even though. It's but same. I I love the animation. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no. So it's it's a lot of fun, and I agree. We'll we'll do some more, but yeah. What what else we got in the anime well, docket? I was gonna say it's a good segue because Andrew, you already sung the praises of Black Clover, and now Zuhair is, and it reminds me of hearing you both sing the praises of Jujutsu Kaisen. And I finally started watching Jujutsu Kaisen, and I am consuming it voraciously. And I have to say <laughs> that closing credits theme song lost in paradise is a vibe. I oh love seeing these characters dance. I love the stylized animation. And every time Gojo pops onto the screen, like, man, I, it's been a while since I have been just <laughs> instantly just like drawn to a character so strongly and so instantaneously. Like, I want to be Gojo. Gojo is just the man. <laughs> like he's so cool. Uh, yes. No. That outro. Zuhair and I have talked about this off the air, and like it's the only talking point we have for the podcast episode that never happened. Is like that outro is arguably the best outro in all of anime. Like it's definitely across the board. Mm. It's so much fun. It's it is a vibe. It is a vibe. Yeah, the um, energy of that one is just phenomenal and in the later half of the season there's actually like there's parts of the episode there's like after credit scenes yeah that are just absolutely hilarious the, so the juju stroll <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep um the I'll, actually the opening song for part two of jujitsu kaisen like I just like that song so much that I actually looked up the artist and listened to that whole album and there's like nice. a couple that I've saved out of it so their music choices have been really good Duly noted. I, I will say the Zuhair, have you gotten to Black Rover as an opening song for Black Clover? I know we have my hero to talk about, but we're here. Um, no, I was wondering which song that you said was like your favorite. It's Black and that's Rover. why I sent you um, a snap of the one that I've been loving, like the video and the song to that. Like I've had it on loop ever since I heard it. And then mm. the second closer that Black Clover had has just been incredible. 
Well, but, Andrew, like uh, you said, what do you what do you think of the show itself? <laughs> oh, Jujutsu Kaisen, it's it's great. Um, yeah, it's it. A lot of great world building already happened. Really likable characters. The action is animated super well. The curses are so grotesque, but visually interesting. Uh, Map is doing great work, and uh, yeah, it's very very high quality. I'm I'm already like fully in, fully on board. I can't wait till you watch the movie that took almost a whole year to come out on streaming because it was making so much money in the theaters. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Internationally. Yeah. Well, it is available on Crunchyroll like we've talked about, and I know we need to get to My Hero, but real quickly on the subject of Crunchyroll, I have seen the first two episodes of Near Automata version 1.A, and uh, really impressed with how well it's adapting the video game so far. It's like, the two episodes are very different. The first episode almost feels like a like verbatim from what happens in the video game. Um, I will say the opening like CG CG sequence like had me a little concerned because the 3D models don't look great. But the second they move away from that, it's only like maybe a two to three minute sequence. But the second they move away from that, everything after that point is very high quality and the second episode just like it's it's very different from the first episode but it does what the video game does so well it just has like a poetic feel where it bounces back and forth between these high blockbuster super intense action moments to these like really quiet beautiful with like a hint of melancholy and sorrowful moments and um i'm i'm really impressed with what i've seen so far and looking forward to sticking with it my fancy has been tickled. And where is that available again? It's on Crunchyroll. That is on Crunchyroll. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm just going to tag in. We're not doing Anna Minutes this week, but it's basically Anna Minutes at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have finished the first half of, or the first part of the first season of Vinland Saga. I mentioned the second season of that oh, nice. just came out on Netflix. Um, that's, it's a weird intrigue. It's a show all about Vikings and it's just as like bloody and gory as you would expect like Viking battles to be. And this first season was done by wit, which did the first three seasons of um, attack on Titan. I know the second season is taken over by Mappa who also took over for attack on Titan. So it's already in that, like the animation's really good, but I know it's going to take a step up place. So I, I have enjoyed the first half. It's not a, like crazy great story but just like the fun that you have with the characters is like oh they're vikings i'm enjoying watching vikings be vikings like that's all that i <laughs> that's the number one praise i have for it so yeah nice. it wasn't in anime minutes this week but if you are watching anything outside of the shows that we're covering feel free to write in and give us any feedback about the shows that you are giving uh you can write in animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com uh just like our good friend jonathan kim did so yeah, Jonathan Kim wrote back saying, Happy New Year. One addition I totally forgot that wasn't mentioned in New Year's special was Ranking of Kings. Since it spanned from 2021 to 2022, I missed it. It had one of the best opening songs and the story was great. If you haven't seen it, worth binging it. It has a very kid-friendly anime artwork, but don't let that fool you. The story is deep and touching. I will actually have to replace my favorite of 2022, Spy Family, with Ranking of Kings. And the rest of this is my hero. So do you want to do the synopsis and then come back to this or should I just go through it? Uh, Yeah, we can do that real quick. I'll come in quickly with the synopsis for My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 15, titled Tartarus. 
The all-for-one possessed Shigaraki and his army of near-high-end nomus raid Tartarus, the maximum security prison where the dregs of society are thrown in to never be released. They successfully destroy the main gate, killing the guards and making their way toward the main facility on an island. While flying on a nomu, Shigaraki attempts to regain control of his body, but his master's will remains stronger, telling him to rest and that he is to become his next self. Using their shared consciousness, both all-for-ones execute a dual... EMP attack, shutting down the power in the prison from the inside and out. This results in all the prisoners being let free and able to go on a rampage, which includes muscular, moonfish, and stain. A female prisoner releases overhaul out of his cell. Shigaraki reunites with All for One, declaring the prisoners to follow him if they want to escape, as it is the start of how he became the greatest demon lord. All for One proceeds to commandeer several aircrafts, sending the Nomu and inmates to attack seven other prisons around the country, freeing the prisoners from six of them. Shigaraki returns to the League to rest his body, leading Spinner to argue that he intends to follow Shigaraki, not whoever's controlling him, despite his claims that he has his best interest in mind. Two days later, Bakugo awakens at Central Hospital where he learns from his classmates the state of everyone after the war. Gran Torino and Eraserhead are still alive but in critical condition, Endeavor is taking part in surgery while the hospital is surrounded by protesters. Shoto recovers from his injuries, resolving that he is the one who has to stop his brother, just as his siblings and mother appear to greet him. While everyone else has regained consciousness, Midoriya still remains in a comatose state, watched over by All Might. All right, so we're going to come back to Jonathan Kim real quick to finish up his email. Definitely some downtime while everyone recovers, but the villains did what was smart. Attacking again, knowing that the top heroes are down. Although I was expecting more from the Tartarus prison guards. I mean, the brothers were mouthing how they should have been at the battle, but they just got whooped easily while we barely got to see what their quirks were. Multiple arms? Interesting development in the story. Definitely a lot slower to let everyone catch up. I'm assuming we'll see Deku's internal battle next or something along the line. Looking forward to the rest of the season and what it brings us, along with the other animes that's coming too. So this episode did kind of have like two halves to it so i think we should talk about the tartarus stuff first because that was a lot of insane stuff i was i was shocked to see prisoners that we've seen before Mm. it was kind of like oh cool i know that person oh no he's back Mm -hmm. (laughs) so definitely mixed feelings especially with the muscle dude i was like oh that dude was terrifying and what's arguably my favorite arc in my hero so far like the whole prison thing and all Might and one All for One's fight, I think, is arguably my favorite. But, yeah, seeing him was terrifying. Seeing the Freaky Tooth dude was terrifying. I didn't see Stain. It was just for a second. Like, he kind of, like, looked at everything that was going on, and I think he looked and saw, like, All for One, like, looming in the it, distance or something like that. It was, like, a brief flash, though. Without his outfit on, he was very hard to recognize. If you remember, Mm. he was the one, like, huddled against the wall of his cell while everyone was running out. He Mm -hmm. had this look of, like, terror on his face of, oh, no, all the people with quirks are out. Like, kind of reminding himself, like, yeah, he hates them, but he can't fight them without his weapons and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you say, you know, you were surprised to see all the villains, which I was as well. But I noted that we didn't see uh, Kurigiri. And that they didn't use him to, like, warp gate out of there. So that was an interesting note that I did also take, because I was waiting for him to pop back up. 
I wonder if he's in like some other building for interrogation still. I know yeah. when they did the interrogation, it was at Tartarus. Oh, I don't know. Just because I know they showed them like driving across the bridge. I know that was the first time we like saw the bridge was uh, present Mike and Aizawa like in the car together. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of wondering if after present Mike and Aizawa having that interaction and coming to the conclusion that their their friend's body was used to create Kurigiri, maybe he's been moved to like a different facility to try and reverse that process or uh, I mean, that's that's the only thing I can really think of. But you both talked about like, you know, being surprised about seeing some of these villains come back and not or kind of expecting it or, or being surprised. And I was kind of somewhere in the middle, like with it being Tartarus, I expected to, to see a few faces. I was a little surprised to see Stain as much as he's been in the conversation just to to see him. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. But um, uh, Moonfish was kind of the one that stuck out to me. Like I, I didn't really remember her until that moment. I feel kind of bad, but uh yeah. And overhaul being back out on the loose, like after the incredible pain he was to take down is is Isn't Overhaul dead? No, he's the uh, one he was with one out. arm, wasn't he? Am I thinking of... Pretty sure he was yeah, the, the, yeah, he's he's the one with one arm. Yeah, I was reading back through the synopsis to make sure of this. Uh, he, I was like, I saw, I see muscular moonfish. Yeah, and he he was the one with one arm that the there. female prisoner like led out of the cell. Right. That was the that was the whole like him dashing through, looking absolutely mortified at what was going on. But I need to quit watching stuff on Oxy. <laughs> <laughs> uh now that's a response right there ladies and gentlemen <laughs> um yet this female prisoner it feels like a weird place to just be shoehorning in someone else that feels like they're going to be an important character because it feels like we're just so encumbered with villains like what is this presumable female villain that we have not come into contact with and how she's going to fit into the puzzle like is she gonna turn on them is she gonna be a villain is she gonna be a good guy i yeah, she's I in the I new opener too yeah mm. so keep an eye on that if you want to focus those answers down a little bit <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> a new challenger has approached <laughs> Uh, but yet yeah, you talk about challengers. I don't I don't like all for one being out of prison like him possessing Shigaraki is like, OK, this is one thing like he's in control of that. But now there's two of them on the loose. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah. And we've talked about how like a lot of these characters have like unnerving smiles and laughs and stuff like that. But there's just something so unsettling about a guy that has no eyes, yeah. <laughs> no nose, but just this big like you can tell he's relishing every moment with the expression on his face and it just makes it that much more terrifying. He's, and what he lacks in those two organs, like he just adds in veins in his head, which is just mm. adds to the creepiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, you talk about like villains that have removed things that make them terrifying. He gives competition to Voldemort. I don't know right. if he can beat him in terms of like the way that the no nose is terrifying, but it's still, if there's going to be anyone that gives Ralph Fiennes a run for his money, it's uh, it's all for one. <laughs> I'm giving all for one the lead right now just because of that reel that's trending about how music matters. Have you guys oh, seen it yet? Yes. <laughs> it's basically like Voldemort 
you know, coming back, but they changed the music up and he just like, it's just like, it's more like a glamour video than it was like terror. <laughs> and every the... time it comes up, I just watch it because it makes me giggle. Mm. <laughs> it's because mm. Voldemort is fabulous. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, I was not expecting them to, like, actually kill their way into the prison, though, as well. That was another, like, real shell shock of things are still very, very bad. Like, those two heroes that we had never met before just immediately going down outside the gate. I was like, oh, it's it's darkness. Yeah, I mean, that's happened a couple of times before. Like, there was a part where, like, Actually, it was when Shigaraki was getting Overhaul out. He just, like, killed a bunch of those dudes. They had, like, the Gara equivalent, the Sand Hero. And, you know, we just had this in those arc as well. It's like, hey, look at these heroes that are going to help save the day. Just kidding. They are all victims of decay now. Um, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's very impressive how they just keep coming up with these different types of powers and stuff. So hats off to them for that. But, um. Uh, Knowing that Stain is out has just popped in my head with the conversation between Spinner and All for One. Do you think he's going to leave the group knowing that Stain is out there because he looked up to him more than anything? I think if All for One hurts Shigaraki, Spinner leaves the group, but I think Spinner is still very like, Shigaraki had a vision. I want to help him. And it's like, he, I don't think he's going to leave Shigaraki. So it's only like, if something happens, then I could foresee Spinner leaving and going about, you know, Stain's legacy as he continues to refer to it. I feel like Stain was like his reach school and Shigaraki was kind of the fallback though. <laughs> mm. I mean, it depends on what Stain does. If we're being honest, because like I said, mm. Stain looked terrified is he going to go back to his vigilante ways or is he going to, you know, just lurk in the darkness and possibly even like look at Spinner and be like, look, I couldn't do this. What makes you think you can do it? Something along those lines of like being the now disgruntled hero or Mm. vigilante, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. The main thing that kind of came to my mind during this conversation was just this through line of Shigaraki actually like Midoriya said it he looked like someone that wanted to be saved and he's like you know really fighting against this possession that all for one has over him so I think it would I see the more likely scenario being that Spinner may be like a his he might be like Shigaraki's helping hand in terms of like gaining his independence back from all for one. And maybe that'll come at a cost and really galvanize Shigaraki against all for one and really become, you know, a, a villain in his own right, rather than this, uh, holding kind of like shell for all for one's next self. But yeah, I, who knows? It could, it could go anywhere now that all these villains are back on the playing board. There also was a part of me that was like, I was impressed that they had like this huge army of villains and then they, for lack of a better term, won that recent fight and arrested most of them. It's like, all right, took them forever to get that army. What do they have now? And then, of course, in the next episode, it's like, oh, 
They got it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whereas our heroes are the ones that are very much uh, in a bad way. I wonder if you guys saw my sticker that I've been drinking a, oh, nice. on my cup. It's a plus ultra sticker on the water bottle for our listeners. Very cool. But uh, no, talking about our heroes being in a bad way, it's not just like the fact that so many of them are laid up in the hospital. It's also like the public reception to them. The fact that like people are protesting outside of Endeavor's hospital while he's having surgery because of the revelations with Toya, a.k.a. Dobby. So, yeah, the heroes are, are as much as that was a victory, really feels like kind of a double defeat. Maybe a triple defeat. Yeah, Shigaraki and Dobby very carefully laid out this plan of, you know, attacking on multiple fronts, one on a physical and one on a mental. And mm-hmm. it it worked. And the fact that it's like they were already so short of heroes that they had to get like as many students as they could. Yeah. And it's just, it's just such a sad outcome. And like we talked about, like one of the impressive things of the show is that like you see the action, but we get to see the ramifications of everything. And they do a really good job at doing that. And we know it's going to break our hearts, but it's still super well done how they do it. And Bakugo's reaction, as funny as it was, was just really intense once we actually saw like Midoriya in a coma with just everything bandaged up. Like, you can only imagine what his mom is thinking despite the fact that she was like, you're not going back to the school and took so much convincing just to do that. Yeah, I mean, Bakugo's reaction, I think, is... There's a lot of emotion in this episode. I would say the most heartbreaking part, like to see him absolutely flip his lid, not care about himself and then be like not able to be held back by Sugar Rush, who is one of the strongest people in the class. Like Mm -hmm. that was that was a moment of, oh, you know, he's not messing around like, yes, he's not crying, but this is as close as we could see Bakugo coming to being like in a seriously emotional state is being like, I will absolutely kill him because he can't die. Like that level of him just being so outwardly showing it because usually he's hiding it. This is very outward, even if it's not in a normal emotional sense. We've known the character long enough to know like the emotion behind the screams. Exactly. And I, I think it does signal like we've we've seen this relationship between Bakugo and Midoriya like really evolve over the course of the show. But I think this moment, you know, as heartfelt as it was, it was not without its moments of comic relief with like, you know, him trying to be held back and like blood coming out of him. And they're like, what are you doing? You're going to kill yourself if you, if you do this. But I notice like now that he's more outwardly showing some of this care and affection that he has for Midoriya we talked about like the the intro how it included that uh that female character but I just noticed like Bakugo's body language in the intro now as he's kind of like in the background of Midoriya but still kind of looking up to him it's not the scowl anymore it seems like an actual like genuine respect so that stood out to me and uh yeah I'm, I'm happy to see it Bakugo's a great character but he is kind of been in need for some significant development, I think. And uh, it seems like it's really sticking now. Yeah. But best genus finally got through to him is kind of <laughs> what it feels like. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can, I can show a little bit of this now that everything's going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I have too much more to add to that. Yeah, really? I, I, I was just going to say, I think these last two episodes really have been kind of like a bridge to whatever the rest of the season is going to look like. And um, I really like the action that we got in the, the Tartarus raid. And then, uh, of course, the emotional payoff that we got in the, in the last part of the episode. But I guess I'm kind of looking forward to the show going back to more of its of its format where we're getting a lot more information kind of going forward rather than feeling kind of like a transition between two story arcs, if that makes sense. Oh, um, Midnight. Do we think that she just is dead? I, think I mean, we confirmed last we, episode. We know that, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, last episode, them, like, finding her body, that was... Yeah. That, I that, feel, that's rough for the students to have to find. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a nail, no pun intended, jeez, uh, nail in the coffin for uh, confirming that. Uh, I'm too sorry. Soon. Too uh, soon. <laughs> there's just too many of those in my vernacular that I was like, wow, I'm actually about to say that. Um, yeah, no, we're finding out slowly about the recoveries and, like, just the weight of everyone involved this episode like Aizawa in bed and present Mike next to him just looking so like we lost not even like we made it out alive it just they all look like we lost so I'm uh, I'm Grand intrigued Torino just thinking about you know was it Nana Shimura Nana Shimura yeah yeah I still I need the answer that's actually one question that I still have is he the father i want to know because like think so you don't think so i just i mean obviously i we've never seen the father but the whole like i've erased him from the system and then like crying in his arms i know a partner would or a working partner like that would do that for you but it felt like there was possibly something more there i don't know it could just be me reading into the situation but i'm i just want to get a confirmation on it so that i can stop wondering and then (laughs) continue yeah, um, I think that's everything I've got for this one. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, everyone listening in, we got some wonderful feedback from Jonathan Kim. If you would like to sound off and chime in as well, please feel free to write into us at animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also send us a voice recording to that same place, um, as well as a slew of other places that you can reach out to us. Yes, including all of our social media platforms. You can reach us on Twitter at Animation Delib One and Facebook and Instagram Animation Deliberation. That is where all of our visual content can be found uh, up to this point. It's a great place to share uh, any of our stuff with your friends or anything like that, as well as sharing us and rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts being another great way to give us that feedback that we really deeply uh, appreciate. If you want to hear me talk about NFL playoffs and check out 323 with Reed Murphy. And for everybody who's been finishing up their drafts for the Fantasy Heroes, thank you so much for getting all that stuff in. And uh, we look forward to playing all year. You stay classy and quirky, San Diego, and keep tuning in. <laughs> B plus ultra, and as always, stay whelmed. Uh, until we have another prison break, muscle, muscle. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. 
For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Jaron Solomon here from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. My family has been helping customers pick out the perfect engagement ring for decades. We know it can be an overwhelming process with lots of questions like, how much should I spend on an engagement ring? Does a two-carat diamond cost twice as much? What is a lab-grown diamond? Our team of diamond experts is here to answer all of your questions and walk you through all options to help you pick out the ring of their dreams at Solomon Brothers Jewelers in Buckhead or Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com.